Hey there, everyone. We are back with our fourth game here. Uh, today we have Josh. Uh, Josh is going to be doing his negative one shot today. And um, yeah, hi, Josh. Hello. Um, just before we get started, I'm just going to ask you just a couple of questions just to get to know you uh, a little better. Uh, how long have you been playing D&D? I've been playing D&D regularly since I was 19. So now I am 41 coming uh, in less than a week. So that should give you a good idea. About 22 years regularly. And uh, what's generally your favorite part of D&D? I love character creation and just getting into the heads of the characters. As a writer, it really helps me flesh out just different ideas of different traits that I'd like to give a character in my writing. So getting out of my own head and into somebody else's definitely helps with that. Yeah, I feel that same same boat here. And uh, <laughs> last question, uh, what's your uh, what's your expectations? What are you really looking forward to and hoping to see in uh, not just this one shot, but in the campaign as a whole? I don't know what to expect or what I hope. Uh, I hope to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope to see an amazing story unfold and see how my character grows. All right. Um, so with that, we're going to get started here in a few minutes and uh, see you in the world. Awesome. Awesome. Today we are returning to the capital city of Galterra, more so closer to the the center of the city, closer to the main castle. Uh, In fact, today we're going to lay our scene at the Lux Embassy, very posh section of this city, very clean, very extravagant clothes, uh, and it's not hard to run into a dignitary or an ambassador or any kind of noble um, along this quarter. Uh, in particular, at the Lux Embassy, uh, Lux are elephant-esque people and today is a very somber day as especially for um our character and josh you want to go ahead and describe your character my character is a near eight foot tall elephantine female with gray purpley skin tone has black dreads that come up to a ponytail that sticks up straight up past her head. Uh, She dresses in very nice, uh, but definitely worn clerical robes, carries a mace on her side, and walks with somber determination. So today your family has gathered at a special part of the embassy uh, it's kind of uh, kind of like a chapel um, as today is the funeral for your father the past ambassador to the capital um, you enter the chapel with your your mother um, 
a little bit of an older looks there. Skin's lost a little bit of the vibrancy. She's a little bit more gray. She walks with you arm in arm down to see your father's admittedly very large casket. Well, that doesn't sound fun. I will lead her to the casket closed or open um it is it is opened uh he was he was older he lived a a very full life and he died very peacefully so i'm sad but i'm sad in a happy way more of an in in remembrance kind of feel i guess you're you're also Uh, you're also keeping your your strength as your as your mother kind of leans on you in this time. Most definitely. I will comfort my mom in the best way I know how by curling my trunk uh, along with hers for comfort and look down sadly at my past father. So you, you come up, you, uh, you're you very close to the front of the line to... Uh, to give your... like to pay your respects. After a couple of people who you notice are your your uncles or your aunts you have a very large very connected family and um Mm. it eventually comes time for you you have a a rose in your hand um do you want to say a few words or i definitely feel i should thank you father you've taught me everything i've needed to know to make it in this world i know that you'll be watching down on me i know that you will be waiting for me and mom when it is come to our time with open arms and i want to make sure that i am the daughter that you raised and worthy of hugging you when i get to that afterlife your your mother hearing this she can't bring herself to say anything. She's uh, amazed by your words, and she just kind of squeezes your your shoulder a little bit with her hand um, as you guys walk down and take a seat. After about 20 or so more minutes, after everyone else has gone through and paid the respects, um, the temple is very much packed. Um, it is made larger because it is a temple for uh, you know elephant folk. So there is quite a bit of room, but even even with that, it's a very full room right now. Um, not just your family. There's other dignitaries and ambassadors that uh, he had worked with, worked very closely with, um, and just like old friends. And the menace, the officiant um, comes and he's about to start the service. Um, and you recognize... Uh, the officiant as the current emperor, uh, Emperor Seskel. Um, he has found he's um, basically he's a close friend of your father's, so he wants to pay his respects and wants to do everything that he can to make sure that you guys are, are taken care of and looked after. Um, he starts his speech. He laments on how uh, your father has been a very decorated ambassador, um, how he spent many years um, as an ambassador to the dwarves in the West. Uh, He even spent some time 
in the the north uh, with the elves and other other groups and he was was very hard to not be friends with this man um he just carried a charisma that almost happily infectious uh he always had a joke he always uh wanted to make sure that he left whatever room he entered uh leaving it a little bit happier than it was before which in his line of work as as a dignitary is quite an amazing feat um he's definitely he was definitely good at his job and negotiated for peace and keeping the peace which being able to bring smiles into rooms like that is nothing short of divine you guys have a a full ceremony after the ceremony uh the emperor actually wants to speak to you alone so he's gonna take you to uh kind of like the back office of the temple and and close close the door behind it's very weird to see the emperor without any of his guards or anything around um he's being almost on characteristically sorry i can't pronounce that word today vulnerable uh okay just just to ensure that everything is um above board because he was very close to your father he Oh, he opens his his jacket and he pulls out a large envelope um, Mm. and it says Last Wall Testament. What? So I know that your mother has another version of this. This is in particularly just for things here at the embassy. I know that your father trained you for a very long time to take over in his position um which is essentially what this will says are are you ready for for such a responsibility at you know such a young age i can't make a promise that i am 100% ready but i can make a promise that i will 100% do my very very best to do everything to the very best of my ability i understand so there is a stipulation in in this will where your mother will be able to take over here at the at the embassy again due to your young age um and again take take no offense to this but your your lack of experience in the world your father and i have had a few conversations one of which again as it is outlined in this will is an opportunity for you to be able to travel across the realm bringing peace and learning just as as he did i wanted to give you that opportunity and that invitation to a a venturing guild that i'm currently recruiting to to send out into the realm to bring peace uh spread the the word of our benevolence and make the the realm a much more 
safe place. I wanted to give you this opportunity out of the respect that I have for your father. She will, I will, uh, basically smile widely past her trunk that anybody can see the curls and a small tear will drop from my eye uh, as I feel very blessed, I guess would be the perfect word for it. Uh, thinking that I would pretty much be working from the very, very bottom up, even though my father had a high standing position and whatnot, I had always figured that would be the way it would work. But with an opportunity like this coming through, I will basically nod and bow with graciousness and accept this he he passes 100%. you he passes you an envelope that has the invitation and he puts the will back into his uh back into his jacket the the guild leaves are will meet in uh my courtyard in two days so take some time gather supplies and whatever you need and i will meet you i will meet you there if there's anything Anything that I can do to help, just let me know. You you are following in your father's footsteps, and I hope that we can have as good of a relationship as me and your father have had. I would like that very, very much. I only ask that in exchange, please take care of my mother. Of or have someone take care of my mother. Of course, you're... Your mother is my is my priority in this time. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. So with that, um, he kind of takes you to the door, walks you back to your mother, and then he leaves, go back to the castle. Because as much as he wants to stay, he is the emperor. He does kind of rule this entire continent. Um, so he has to go back to work. Uh, so you're back with your mother now. You pretty much live at the embassy or right next door to it. Is there anything you would like to do? I would say throughout the funeral, like do the whole thanking of everybody uh, who's come to pay their respects. Very moving that so many people came to do so. Weirdly, it reminds me of my own grandfather's funeral because it's a similar idea. There's just so many people that came to it. It's like an enormous funeral and I've never been to or seen one since that big so it just leaves me in awe of just how much people respected my father well in game anyway and yeah i just want to spend the time tending to my mom but thanking the people who came so after the the temple service you go back you can go back into the embassy and you see that there's a large they basically have taken the main hall of the embassy and have turned it into uh, an extended world, a dining hall. A lot of different uh, foods are all set up. Um, it's to the point where the air smells very, very heavy um, as there's a lot of spice. There's a lot of fragrance. Your, where your family's from, trades a lot in spice and minerals and everything so it's very extravagant it's a very large spread it's almost like a culinary tour 
of the entire continent as everybody has bought, brought uh, cultural snacks or cultural food along with them. Tuba's trunk is just like right up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think we ever really mentioned that my character's name was Tuba. Anyways, my character's <laughs> name is Tuba. Trunk comes up just sniffing and going wild, like, though she is very somber and sad. Her belly's rumbling and her mouth's watering and her nose is going nuts. <laughs> so you, you you go into, you, you go to the table, uh, like the head table, and the wait staff basically brings kind of like one of everything to you. There's meat pies from Iridan. There's salads, there's little bonbons, there's roasted elk, there's like a spiked, not spiked, uh, a spiced uh, curry. Basically anything you can think of, it's, it's there. She will lead her mom to head of the table and get ready for some grub. Uh, as you guys sit down, as, you, as the food comes, you see... It looks like the head waiter, and he's holding a very large bottle of wine. He says, this is a gift from the emperor, aged for over 150 years. This is actually probably is closer to about two or 300 years old, all the way back from the, the human, or, or as we call Terran, homeland um there's very few bottles of this left this came over on the boat with galamay a gift mm. from the benevolent and very respectable emperor sesco so i bow my head as i accept it so he op- he opens it up it smells old it has a very strong scent to it uh and he pours a little bit into a cup and hands it over to you. Give it a little swish, hold it out at arm's length so my trunk can curl up and have a nice sniff. It tastes it tastes pretty good. Uh, she will not drink much more than a sip at this point in time. She does not want to waste this wine, so she's going to take it and just spatter her taste buds with it. Every once in a while. She is going to keep that with reverence, if you understand. Yeah. Yeah. She very much will will nurse that uh that bottle. Also, your mother needs it a lot more than you. Uh she is starting to hit the wine a little bit harder than you are. That's the same. She sniffs it, she uh takes a sip comments on it has a glass poured and she drinks that glass puts the glass down and has it filled again um oh but uh uh, again it's it's all it's understandable um Mm. i'm not gonna say no but it hurts me to see it go in such a rough way so dinner goes well um you eat uh, a lot you try a little bit of everything you have a little bit of a little bit of wine there which it it's weird the wine even though it's a deep red seems to pair with everything from venison all the way to chicken um hmm. which is odd 
but uh, I guess that's just a sign of a good of this how good of a wine it is. It pairs with anything. After the the main course, desserts come out: big puff pastries, creams, custards, anything your heart could ever desire. Um, by the end of it, you are bloated. You are Stuff a very is. You're a very bloated elephant, right? Now. Uh, so after uh, after dessert comes a more of like an entertainment uh, thing. So uh, the dignitaries have ha- have their some of their people put on a show for your family to show their respect uh, for you and your culture. So they have some sort of dance. They have feats of strength, magic. Uh, and including uh, like uh, a carnival pack that kind of goes through. So there's clowns, there's uh, fire breathers and sword swallowers doing everything they can to amaze. Uh, you're unsure after all that food if you can really, if you would be able to stomach a sword, but um, that's beside the point. <laughs> I would imagine that tuba is probably overstuffed. <laughs> and uh, it's probably, though, enjoying the show is quite groggy, uh, just from the food alone, where I imagine Mama's groggy for the wine alone. <laughs> yeah, she, by by the end of it, she has eaten quite a bit, and she's drank, not the whole bottle, uh, but she's probably drank about half the bottle. Uh, of wine that's there and has passed out. Uh, she's just kind of like asleep in the chair next to you. Uh, I will try to position her in a as comfortable way as I can. Ask for maybe some blankets mm. or a large towel or something to curl around her neck and over her shoulders and whatnot and try to maintain consciousness myself while I watch the show. <laughs> you watch the show there. I'm going to have you roll a con save to see if you fall asleep or not. So that is 17 plus 3. So 20. Unnatural. Right, so you are, as, as the night goes on, you digest the food and you kind of like a, a second wind almost. Um, <laughs> you, you, you enjoy the show. Um, you have your, your family or your servants and everything. They take care of your mother. They put your mother to, to bed as the party starts to wind down. You go outside, kind of outside the embassy and it's starting to get late at night, but it's a nice clear sky. And you can see all of the stars and, uh, it's about autumn, so the air is a little bit colder, but not uh, not freezing cold. Just uh, just enough to kind of fill you with that almost unnerving sense of uh, calm. Pretty night. The very pretty night. Now she will take the time, go leisurely walk, enjoying the fresh air as much as she can before it's time for herself to go to bed. So you walk, you walk a, around for a little bit. You walk past a, a number of people, but uh, for the most part, they're pretty absorbed in their own little role. They kind of just walk 
past your or around you. And you come to a large fountain. It has a sculpture of uh, the original king, uh, King Galamay, holding his sword skyward. Uh, and the fountain is at his feet. Go over to it. Sit down at the edge of the fountain, play with the water with my trunk, making figure eights and whatnot. So as you sit there and you're just tracing uh, with your with your trunk, you see another person sit down kind of a little bit further down, but it looks like they're kind of wearing like a, uh, a black cloak. I will ignore them for a little bit, not really give them too uh uh but yeah i'm not gonna really pay attention to them too too much i'll keep an eye on them like from the corner of my eye big ears mm-hmm. sure i can hear pretty well uh and uh continue just sitting staring into the water uh basically as you're just sitting there the person uh stands back up and walks away i will watch them walk so it looks like they um they make their way to the kind of walls there to a gate and at that gate they just kind of walk through and they go into the more middle class section of the city and the you lose sight of them after they go through the gate i'm in no hurry to go to bed take a Quick swig from the fountain water, which is probably not a good idea. Um, um, it, in this area of the city, it's actually pretty good. I wouldn't recommend doing it in other parts of the city. Uh, but uh, in this high of a society, you're, you're fine to do something like that. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take a nice swig of water uh, and then slowly walk towards where I watched that person go. Not in any huge hurry, not keeping an eye on it or anything, just kind of like, I wonder if there's anything that, Hmm. I don't know, could clue me in as to why they just came over, sat down, and then walked away. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, just out of simple curiosity, and as I said, not in any huge hurry to go home. So just going for a night stroll and they gave me a uh, direction <laughs> so uh, as you get to the gate the uh the guards of the gate just kind of give you uh give you a nod um but you see that the other that the person uh that has sat next to you is about maybe 60 feet in front of you facing towards you um and mm-hmm. as as they see you they turn around not like a quick turnaround but also not slow they just naturally turn around and they continue walking but they almost acted like they were waiting for me to get there and then once they knew i was there then they walked away okay i will follow now that i feel like i'm supposed to so you you follow this person they lead you to another set of gates so now they're starting to lead you closer and closer towards the slums in fact they they reach the border between the kind of outskirts of town into 
the uh, the slum kind of on the side of the wall, and they pass through another gate and you lose sight of it. It almost seems like they're starting to walk faster now. I will not necessarily speed up my pace, but widen my pace, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Make it look like I'm still going at the same casual speed, but just taking wider steps yeah. because I'm so big of a creature then some wide steps uh but yeah i'll basically pick up my pace in that regard so you make you make your way into the kind of bottom rung of the of the city there and you see the person that you've been following and you see multiple other people dressed the same way just kind of walking uh around around the street there um but you're very close now that you can start to see that they all kind of are wearing uh, a particular outfit uh which is a black cloak with a silver chain that goes around their neck and uh on top their chest on this chain is a black dagger any chance that i might recognize this symbol uh, roll a history. That is 11 plus 2 is 13. Okay, so you're pretty sure you've heard of some kind of group, some kind of gang that uh, uh, calls themselves the Obsidian Fang, but you aren't quite sure where they're from, what they do, or who they serve. You just know the name. That's some gang stuff. I'm not sure if I'm ready to get into gang stuff. I will definitely slow my gait as I recognize this and see if I can find a maybe a loop around to get me back going out without looking like I am just stopping and turning back. Okay. So you you find uh, basically almost being considered like a cul-de-sac, like a, a, a house or a, a building that has like a statue in the front and you're able to kind of circle around it and start heading back. Um, can you roll me a stealth? I can't. Ooh, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, that would be an 18 minus one, so 17. So you're able to turn around and head there it's you make it almost all the way to the gate before you realize that there are people behind you uh there's three of them but they are a good 40 feet behind you now um but it looks like they are following you they all have the same the same cloak shit 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 i will start to pick up speed so as you not walk going, through, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, not going like full speed, like anything, but yeah, like. So as you as you pace a bit, as you go through the gate, you see that uh, seems that the guards aren't there at the moment, like they're off duty. Uh, so there's no guards at the gate, and they continue to follow you as you. You're starting to go home now. Um, you see that there's another one. This one's a little bit larger, uh, wearing the same cloak and the same dagger, and he is standing 
in front of you. So they kind of have you trapped in the next couple minutes. Crap, oh crap, oh crap. All right, I am going to cast Sanctuary on myself. <laughs> so as you're... And, and then stop moving. <laughs> All right, so you, you, you stop for a second and you just say a couple words as you hold on to... Uh, what's your holy symbol? I, I believe it was a mantle. So I think that's something maybe on Kind of like an head, amulet, yeah. If I'm correct, I think that's what I chose. But yeah, I'm going to say like a mantle type thing. Um, of what? That? I am not sure. Sorry. So you, basically you have like a kind of upon your upon your chest, you have like a, a sigil uh, there that kind of acts like a class between the sides of your cloak um so you just kind of hold that and as you hold it you're almost bathed in a faint light and both groups start making their way closer towards you the one in front of you says whoa friend we just want to talk what about well you're dressed pretty nicely to be in this part of town where did you get that stuff did you did you steal it we might have to take that back. I certainly did not steal it. And I would like to say that I'm here because I thought I was being led here uh, for a reason that maybe someone needed some help. But that doesn't appear to be the case. Likely so story. Want to go home? Well, uh... We'll walk you home. Uh, where do you Where do you live? Uh, the embassy. I bet. Come on, guys. Let's uh, let's, let's walk this lady home. I no. am uh, going to just put my hand across my arms, grab my uh, mace in one hand, shield in the other. Not pulling them out, just getting them ready, and kind of strengthen my stance a little bit. So as uh, as that happens, and as they start getting closer to you, they get pretty close, and then all you hear is a and a crossbow bolt lands about three quarters of an inch in front of the person in front of you's like toe. Hmm. Uh, roll a roll a perception for me. Raise my eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> so eighteen plus five is twenty three. Awesome. So as you hear it whiz, you just kind of like turn around, following the sound, um, and you can kind of see uh, someone standing on top of a like on the roof of a building. Uh, you can't quite make it make out who they are, um, but they're wearing like a studded leather armor and they have a hood and a light crossbow. As they see you look at them, they just kind of give you a nod 
and five more come out from other buildings on both sides of the street and aim their crossbows at the people who are uh, following you and the person who's in front of you. Yeah, I got these guys. You better back off now. So, and I'll pull my mace and my shield out and I'll just like growl at them. So as you as you pull your mace out, it, it makes a it makes a large whoosh ing sound like it's almost symphonic, like it's like a whoosh, whoosh. Mm. not like a lightsaber or something like that, but it almost like a like a uh, air is passing through like a air, hollow air is, air is passing through yeah like a like a woodwind instrument not quite a not quite a flute or anything like that but definitely not like a like a trumpet it's although it's elegant um as you pull out the maze the people who are following you start backing away and the person in front of you is like i'm i'm not scared and as he finishes saying that um you see another crossbow bolt fly by and it just like nicks his face like it scratches the side of his face and then lands behind him uh and he's just like ah no and he just turns tail and runs behind you with the other people and they will leave you alone and i will be like yeah (laughs) tell your friends and then kind of like immediately drop down uh, crisscross applesauce on the ground, just like uh, shaking. Like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. <laughs> and just sit there for a little bit, not realizing I could have been in major trouble there if it hadn't been for these people. So as as you sit down, like you sit down for a good couple minutes to collect yourself, have a little bit of a panic attack, and as you look up, all of the the crossbow people are gone. They have all disappeared. You didn't even hear them. Uh, they have they're just gone. Um, but you're able to make your way back to the embassy. Um, is there anything you'd like to do before you go to bed, or has that been enough adventure for <laughs> for the night? Uh, definitely enough adventure for the night. I am quickly going to go home. Uh, I will uh, do my do a quick little uh, religious prayer thing before I go to bed. But yeah, bed is where I want to go. <laughs> so. Uh, you go, you go, you light a couple incense. Um, the party has been over for a little bit and people are just kind of uh, cleaning up. Uh, so you're able to get to the temple, light some incense, uh, have a quick moment of silence before you head to bed. Um, you sleep, you wake up the next morning. And your mother knocks at your door saying that a, a page from the Capitol uh, is here to help 
get you prepared for the next day's journey. Um, so if you need anything like armor, if you need any steel, if you need holy water, uh, this is going to be the person to ask to help you uh, get everything you'll need for your upcoming journey uh, across the continent. I will definitely go with them, see them, uh, and discuss with them what they feel I might need, uh, as well as what I feel I might need. That way I, we get all the bases covered, because if I go with what I only want, then it's very likely I'm going to miss something. So it's all about team effort. So you you make your way down and you see that there's a, a page there. Um, very big poofy hat. Not wearing any armor or anything there, but has uh, they're not they're not petite. They are a grown a grown man, and uh, he's wearing. Almost looks like a jester, but he has a notepad instead of jokes. <laughs> uh, so with his notepad and quill. Oh, Master Tuba, how can I help you? Uh, anything you need, we can get. <laughs> I definitely will require some items because i going on an adventure. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's, and, that's one here. And I don't know exactly what I require. So I feel like definitely some kind of armor. Uh, yes. I wouldn't mind a better shield, but I've grown pretty uh, uh, comfortable with this one. Mm. Uh, and any of the other things? Um, what else? Uh, bedroll? Backpack? Maybe a tent? Um, well, I, I did. I did bring a couple of things with me. Uh, do you mind if I if I show you? Sure. Awesome. Thank you. And you see, he just he just like does a does a clap. He's like, and a couple of the a couple of his stewards, uh, they bring a very large backpack um, over. So this is like this is like a hiking backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a very large bedroll attached to it in fact that's what makes up most of its size um it has a large canvas tent uh not a sleeping tent this is almost like the size of an event tent um (laughs) that you can bring like you're an elephant and it's big for you um they have uh, a bunch of rope wrapped around everything uh, to kind of keep it in place, uh, pots, pans, uh, making a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, I I am basically like I'm go with it all. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna carry it, but I will try. Um, probably as I get it on my back, I feel like I'm good. Get a few steps and then fall to the side and kind of to the back. It, it, it might take a bit to get used to. The the emperor also, um, he's having the smith make you something. Um, he just wanted to ask your preference first. 
Um, do you prefer chain mail or scale mail, or would you prefer to have plate mail? Um, I don't. We just want I to mean, make sure that you're that you're able to uh, to carry it all. Is is what it, is what it comes down to. I understand, and I don't think plate mail is the way to go. I I just don't feel like that's my mo. <laughs> I need to be able to move at least a little bit, kind of like in the scale mail look. But I'm not overly familiar with the armors, if you understand. I just like the. I'll make I'll make sure that uh, that the Smith uh, he should be done later today, but I will ensure that, that he brings it to you with haste uh, and uh, something that's maybe a little light and uh, maybe something might stop an arrow. Uh, I yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll take the, uh, we'll take the executive uh, decision and we'll, we'll be back later uh, today. Um, so with that, he he leaves he leaves you with the pack that you're now going to have to spend most of your day practicing making sure you can carry it and stay balanced <laughs> but later in the day he, he does come back and the stewards are holding a large box that it takes about four of them to carry it uh, but they bring it to oh. you and they they put it in front of you at this point you've you know you've gone through your day you've you know, you've bathed, you've, you've done things throughout today. Just nothing that we need to worry too much about. Um, Carrying that backpack on all the time. People going, just like, what the hell is with this giant elephant with this friggin' giant backpack on? You're, yeah, you're, some, some of your servants are basically having you um, walk up and down the stairs in the entryway with it on just to get used to climbing with it um yeah so the page comes back and he has the stewards with me he's like uh my apologies uh sorry it took so long uh it's all done it just took most of the steel that the smith had and we had to get more steel um but uh i think you'll like it and they open up this box that they they kind of put on the floor there and it is vibrant it is all scale mail so it looks like uh it's, it's somewhere between scale and splint um okay for, for what it looks like where all the scales fit very good together but there also looks like it's pretty flexible with some uh some ring underneath it and it's very very reflective it's very bright and it has a large uh has an elephant on one pauldron and it has a rhinoceros on the other and it has a spot for you to put your your mantle with your cave basically um over it and, and keep it locked in place so that it won't uh, it won't move it Looks like it's going to cover your entire body, but it's not going to be extremely heavy. 
It's pretty light considering that it's all steel. Awesome. A, this a gift is from the Emperor. I don't even know what to say. Uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, I I am just so excited to be doing this. And I thank you very, very much for your hard work and the time that you've spent in creating such a masterpiece. I will be thank honored you. to be wearing this. Thank you, my, um, my lord, my liege, my lady. Somewhere along those lines, thank you. And <laughs> they they leave because they're they're they leave uh, fairly embarrassed because they're not quite sure um, what they should be calling you. Um, before you go to bed, because you're going to need to wake up early in the morning to go to the courtyard. Um, your mother takes you aside. Um, she seems to have recovered a bit from yesterday. And she wants to speak to you before you go off on your adventure. I'm. I. I was just going to say I. I will put my arm around and be all ears. I am so proud of you, and everything that you have done and are going to do. And I know your father would be just as proud. You are more than we could have ever expected. And I mean that in the best way possible. You always have such a pure and kind heart. And I just, I don't want you to, to worry. I will be safe here. I just want you to take care of yourself and stay safe and come back to me. It's my only wishes. I love you too, but and uh, I'll be here when you get home. I love you too, Mom. And I will give her a big hug, almost back-crackingly strong, and give her a kiss with my trunk on her forehead as I turn around and stroll out, not looking back. And and that's where we're gonna we're gonna end it. Um you'll basically you'll go to bed and when you wake the next day that's when we'll be starting our first session uh, as a group. Thank you for listening to Grin and Griffin presents The Witch Hunter Wars. If you liked what you heard and would like to keep up to date on the podcast, you can follow us on Facebook at Grinning Griffin. And if you'd like to support us and get access to tons of upcoming side quests, behind the scenes features, and even supplementary content, you can find us at patreon.com slash grin and griffin. Thank you so much for your support of making the Witch Hunter War a success, and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.